I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The following is a presentation of Morning Drive Media.
From the center of the galaxy, this is the Force Center Podcast feed. I'm Ken Napsok for another edition of Star Wars Ranked. Concept is simple. Two Star Wars minds, one Star Wars topic, and five reasons to support it. It is Star Wars Ranked. I'm Ken Napsok here with Joseph Scrimshaw. I am happy to be a Star Wars mind. You are a Star Wars mind indeed. In part one, this is kind of, uh, um, I hope you guys enjoyed Emma Fife on the, on the last episode, but part one was uh, you and me uh, talking about Phantom Menace. That's right. Top five reasons to rewatch the Phantom Menace. I think I think we did good work there, Joseph. Yeah, I felt like we were rewatching it just by talking about it as we were recording. <laughs> it was nice. Wizard. <laughs> it was wizard. Wizard. And so we wanted to con- continue uh, talking about the Star Wars prequels. It is well documented that Joseph Scrimshaw and I are prequelists. Joseph blazed the trail, and I started following slow at first, <laughs> cautiously, um, but I am on the trail. Uh, you are, uh, I, I don't know if I'm your Sherpa. Well, you're my Sherpa and guide leader. Yeah. I'm, I'm holding the snacks. <laughs> you, yeah, you're, you're my snack Sherpa when it comes to the prequels. Yeah. You always have good snacks. Uh, that's good, it's a good thing in life to have <laughs> snacks. Now, for those who might just be joining us to, uh, I, I think number one should go back, listen to part one, Star Wars Ranked, uh, but um, before we present the top five reasons to rewatch The Attack of the Clones, I will say yeah, we understand the movie's much maligned. The movie's maybe not perfectly executed. Yep, <laughs> left a lot to be desired, but we definitely believe the prequel era and the Star Wars stories that are contained within them are worth something. Yeah. Not a lot, Joseph. Absolutely. I think uh, we always talk about the ideas being great and the execution being problematic. I think that is the biggest uh, example of that is Attack of the Clones, yeah. which to me only makes it a little bit more fascinating. But because I think there's that big, loud, oh, what happened with the romance between Anakin and Padme, Right. it can be harder to appreciate the other things. And, you know, I love this movie. There, there's, a, there's things to love. Yeah. Um. And the show works. We each have five reasons. We're going to alternate our reasons, talk about them as we work our way to our uh, our number ones. And then you guys go out there and use the hashtag Star Wars Ranked and tell us your ideas and what you liked about the movie. But let's get right to it. No more delay. This is the top five reasons to rewatch the Attack of the Clones Star Wars Episode 2. Joseph, I will let you begin with oh, number five. Excellent. Uh, number five, I, I wanted to start start with a, a, a way to sort of contextualize how I enjoy mm-hmm. Attack of the Clones. So I went mm. big picture. Number five is the theme of attachments. Good. So we dark. talked to, yeah, it's dark, right? It's dark. <laughs> is it dark? I, I feel attachments dark. You probably don't. <laughs> well, we understand. We can, we can do a top five relationship uh, concerns because uh, I certainly have them myself too. <laughs> uh, but attachments. So I, I think... You know, just like I was saying, Anakin and Padme, their relationship is not well executed. It is unclear whether Anakin is trying to be creepy or not. Right. The whole story, which was, I think, a shock to a lot of old school Star Wars fans system, Mm -hmm. that attachment was forbidden with the Jedi. So I think when people hear attachment, they think, oh, just that that not well executed romance. Right. But when you think about the movie, so much of it is about attachment because it's Mm -hmm. not just the romance. Between Anakin and Padme, it is the uh, I think better executed story of Anakin's attachment to his mother. Yeah. And was that right of the Jedi to go like, well, we know your mom's a slave, but just forget about it for ten years. <laughs> Are you having bad dreams about your mom dying? Well, 
It happens, Sorry. kid. Yeah. yeah. Like, there, there's, like, moral question of, like, Jedi, right. what are you up to there? Yeah. While also preaching not attachment. Uh, looking at it through the lens of attachment also makes the strange uh, backstory of Boba Fett more intriguing. Because mm. here's okay. Jango Fett, a Mandalorian yeah. in theory, mm-hmm. right? Uh, he's creating all these clones, and then he wants an unaltered clone of himself to be his son. That's, like, this weird right. form of attachment. Why does this guy need this? Why does this guy want this? Why can't right. he just be a lonely, cool bounty hunter? Like, that's an interesting story. A lonely, cool bounty hunter is like, but I want a little me. <laughs> a little me. A little me. Uh, then we get, we get, like, Obi-Wan and Dexter hanging out, so we get a sense of Obi-Wan kind of has friends. They're not right. attachments, but he has friends. Uh, even the relationship between Palpatine and Anakin is kind of about attachment, how we get to mm. see how Palpatine has uh, got his way into Anakin's heart by telling him that he's the best and is trying to create this emotional bond because that will pay off eventually. Sorry, just have this vision of going, you're the best. <laughs> I truly believe you will become the most awesome Jedi. <laughs> uh, and then there's uh, all of the relationship between the Jedi because yes. they claim that they should yeah. not have attachments, but then there's a big effort to rescue Obi-Wan and Anakin. Mm. Like, yeah. you could accuse Yoda of being a hypocrite and saying, like, well, war isn't good. It's too bad that Obi-Wan and Anakin bumbled into this and they're going to die. Right. But let them, because otherwise we're going to start a war. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. This is, this, is, this is deeper than I thought. <laughs> I'm glad we're starting up. I'm glad you said that. I almost put on my list, like, if I, if I, if I had a sick, uh, sick, you're sick, sorry. Right, yeah, there's um, a little cough. Uh, we've been, I was sick the last kind of round of broadcasts of a lot of my shows, and now you're sick. So, uh, but we didn't catch the same cold. <laughs> it you wasn't because of an, an you, attachment. Yeah, it wasn't an attachment. <laughs> you were in another country. Um, I almost put, uh, maybe number six on my list would have been, like, Setting up the fall of, of Anakin and turning to Vader. Yeah. Really good. And you touched upon it there where, yeah, we can jump ahead to Sith and say that one of the big things is, and I understand it, is is Anakin turns so fast. Yeah. He just drops to his knees real quick. And, yes, master. Um, but that was building up. It was building up even in Phantom Menace. He's yeah. a grumpy little kid. He's kind of already angry. Kind of realizes, you brought me here and now you don't want me. Yeah, the Jedi are cold and mean. Yeah, cold and mean. Cold, sir. Um, and then in this one, yeah, you're you're right. The way you state it is very very interesting, and it's why it's important to maybe rewatch it with that that little goggle attachment goggle on, because he's very clearly got some issues and has ten years of of where's my mommy? Um, yeah. trying to learn. But hey, now I'm getting these dreams because Padme says you're having the dreams again. Yeah, this isn't new. This is this has been carried on just within the course of the movie, but clearly he's been having them and. That would piss someone off. Yeah. And the I think a story that is well told between Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith is, uh, between the two of them together, is he has the power to rescue her yeah. really easily. Right. Which he uses when he slaughters all of the Tusken Raiders. Like, <laughs> right. But just that idea of, like, my mom did not have to die. Right. Is a great companion piece to why he does fall. Mm-hmm. And, like, Padme must not die. Yeah. And it shows, it shows when you, you know, I, I respect where the Jedi's come from and you got to take a, a little two-year-old Padawan in, in training or a Padawan to be from their family and I get it. Um, but it, there's, there's an erosion to it as the Jedi move forward of, of, you know, hey, let a, let a, let Obi-Wan and Satine date and maybe, 
the Jedi Order works out a little better. I'm yeah. just paraphrasing, making it simple, but you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. there's this attachment to a old, old code that might have led to their downfall. Yeah, with a lot of little weird rules that maybe Yoda and Mace Windu mm-hmm. understand, but right. to somebody else, it just comes off as some weird rule, right. rule that Yoda's made up of, like, say not as I do, do <laughs> as I say not. They're like, what are you talking about, Yoda? Yeah, what do you mean? Like, come on, Yoda, you didn't, you didn't, have, you and Yaddle. Yeah, you and Yaddle. It's <laughs> you okay Yaddle. for you to rescue me and let Count Dooku get away, but I can't yeah. go rescue my mom. So deep themes uh, of attachment all around. Yeah. And I actually, I I like that scene on the ship where I quote a lot of attachment is forbid. You know, it, it's actually, to me, one of the better scenes between yeah, them. It absolutely. shows interesting stuff. Uh, so that's your number five. Yeah, that's my number five. Mine is not as deep. My number five, <laughs> I have to put it because if you if you followed me for a while on the Star Wars media discussion world, this is uh, this is uh, this is a this is a big one for me. It's huge. Attack of the Clones gave me my favorite Star Wars sound effect, which is the seismic charges from the Slave One ship driven by Jango Fett, co-piloted by Boba, uh, as they try to take down Obi-Wan Kenobi outside Geonosis. I'm telling you, from the moment of theater to the moment now, I, Attack of the Clones, sometimes you probably do this, you put the prequels on in the background, you start doing your chores, <laughs> you're dusting, you're, you're folding laundry. I, I don't do that. You sit and watch them? I watch them obsessively, but that's me. And that's probably why you have a deeper theme and deeper answer. It's because I have a problem. Yeah, that too. No, I kid. Um... I'll do that and just have them on yeah. and tune in and out. The seismic charges scene. Oh, you drop your laundry. I drop my laundry. <laughs> Underwear all over the ground, and I just sit there and watch it. And for me, it's one of the most Star Wars things in the prequels. It's yeah. that seismic charge, that little, the flash, and then the... Now, is it the... Which is a great, unique sound, or is it the huge success of that total dropout of sound right before it boings? It is. Have I? Have I? I'm probably. I'm having. I think we've talked about this. The Bob. The Bob Rock pause. Have I talked about the Bob Rock pause? (laughs) That's what it is. Yeah. It is Bob Rock, the famous rock producer, who would. One of his trademarks was the pause right before the chorus, the last time. Semisonic's closing time is a great example of a Bob Rock pause. That yes. Yeah. That it is. It is a two part success (laughs) for the seismic charge and. It is, to me, literally my favorite Star Wars sound. TIE Fighters, I love them. Biker Scouts. Yeah. I love the speeder bikes racing through the forest. Lightsabers igniting is a great sound, but there's something about that that puts me in the universe, and I love it, and I watch it every time. Yeah, I think there's a, a ton of good sound design where you can see, like, okay, well, Ben Ben Bird is back in the saddle, and he wants to create some new things, and mm-hmm. I think that's one of the most successful and most distinctive. One yeah. of the, uh, I think it was Star Wars Rogue Leader, which was not as good of a video game, mm-hmm. but you could get the Jedi Starfighter. Ah. It was left behind by Obi-Wan. Oh, damn. And I, it, it wasn't even that great of a ship, but I used it so I could get the seismic <laughs> charge sound effect wow. on my television at home. I gotta, I gotta play that. <laughs> I, I'm surprised I haven't made that into like a text tone. I probably should. <laughs> It'll be a weird text tone. Be like, I think I hear a little bit of a noise. No, nope, <laughs> it's nothing. No. <laughs> ah, it's the most important text ever. Blast. This is why I hate flying. <laughs> so that's my number five. Seismic charges. Just nice. as number four on your list. My number four is Lore of the Jedi. Which, Ooh. you know, I'm sure an EU yeah. book that I don't remember. But <laughs> we learn so much about the Jedi. Not even learn, but get to see, mm-hmm. uh, like, everyday Jedi. Because yeah. we get to see the library. Yep. We see Jocasta New, so we see a little bit of, like, their system of organization. How do right. they collect logic, uh, knowledge? Why do they need that big of a temple? Uh, yeah. And we only just, we just see them 
we just really see the council room mm-hmm. in Phantom Menace. We get to see yeah. the library. We get to see Yoda training all the little younglings. Yep. Which is, I think, a really fun scene. Uh, we get to, in that scene, we get to see Yoda being a little bit more mirthful. Yep. Uh, which is nice. Uh, it, mirth, mirthful Yoda is a good thing. Mirthful Yoda is good. And he, we don't get a lot of it in the prequels. And, and here we get you know, truly wonderful as the mind of a child. Um, and it, it's also a little, that scene is also a little bit of a patch. If you have a continuity issue with, I should have let Yoda train him. Because yes. maybe it, it gives a sense that all younglings pass through Yoda. Pass through Yoda, Yes. To get moved on, and, and Anakin just skipped right to Obi-Wan Kenobi <laughs> and didn't get that sweet Yoda time that would have saved the it's galaxy. Like, yeah, it's like Jedi 101. Yeah. <laughs> just the yeah. absolute basics of how to be a Jedi. <laughs> Introductory. Don't Jedi. kill younglings. Yeah. I think you learn in that one. Uh, and then, of course, just seeing all of them fighting in the arena. Hmm. I think... Yeah. Uh, it is not as amazing as I think people had managed to make up in their mind. Mm-hmm. So I, I remember I have a friend who always goes into the internet and he steals scripts. I think they're better protected <laughs> than they were back in 2002. But he's like, I got the script and I, I can show it to you. He's like, no. He's like, I'm just going to tell you, you're going to see exactly what you want. Right. There's going to be a lot of Jedi. Because like when Phantom Menace came out, one of the things people mo- were most excited about was like a bunch of Jedi running around. Like, yeah. oh no, it's a bunch of Jedi judging a child. Yeah. So talking things out. Yeah. So we were excited to see them in action, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, I think maybe it didn't live up to the excitement that people expected. Yeah. But when I go back and rewatch it, I really enjoy seeing all of the different Jedi, and uh, and you know their different moves. Yeah, because you know. Yeah, I, I was coming out of Phantom Menace, seeing it eight times in the theater, and was disappointed, and blah, 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 and my heart broken, and yeah, childhood ruined after I thought about it, and whatever. I got over that. But when the trailer came out for Attack of the Clones, and there's that final shot, and then that one trailer of the Jedi surrounded by the droids, and yeah. now we know the Geonosians, and their blades out, nerd chills for days, man. Yeah. That was a great moment. I was like, oh, and I turned to my friend Casey Alexander, who was my roommate at the time, I was like, we're getting, the Jedi are fighting, man. They're going to run around with lightsabers. Yeah. They're going to cut everything apart. Yeah, yeah. And we got Coleman Trabor getting yeah. shot down by Django. We get uh, Django's head taken off by Mace Windu. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so just uh, a lot of great um, Jedi lore. We also get that great through line of who's who's Padawan. Yes. Which was just great Star Wars information. So we've been introduced the idea of Padawan, but then we learn that, oh, well, Qui-Gon was actually Count Dooku's Padawan, and Count Dooku was Yoda's Padawan. Right. And that gives you a lot more to think about, going back to that theme of attachment, of what parts of their doctrine and their beliefs did they get from one another, and what parts did they go rogue in that great scene of Count Dooku trying to suggest to Obi-Wan that, well, Qui-Gon, he's he's a maverick. He would have been with me. Qui-Gon, yeah. Yeah. He liked it. So it, it yeah. fleshes out all of the Jedi yeah. stuff, uh, you know, from from their buildings to what they look like all fighting together to what their relationships are with one another, all that. And, and, and you know, like I said, the, the, the lore of the Jedi, like we, the old Republic at the time was still going strong in novels and games and all that kind of stuff. And it still technically is. And, and, and I, I agree with this notion. I saw Pablo Hidalgo tweet the other day that just reminder, canon doesn't mean you know, things could still pop up. It doesn't mean... Yeah, things aren't not in a story right not now. Not in a story right now. And so I still believe you're going to get a lot of Old Republic stuff. But for now, the prequels and some of that kind of stuff fills that need. Yeah. You know, Jocasta knew talking about, you know, you got the the statues or I think the hologram statues of the, like the fallen Jedi, yeah. basically. Like, that's interesting stuff. And it all kind of starts there. It's our first time. 
seeing it, knowing that George had that in his mind, it was putting it on screen. Yeah, and I think we a lot of people assumed, and then this is again from the older fan perspective, assumed that Jedi were more like uh, wanderers who they found a, right. a force sensitive person when they were twenty eight, and like hey, shoot, I'll right. I'll decide, I'll train them, I'll take them. You know, yeah, we we yeah. got that idea in our head somewhere. George Lucas had a very different idea, and it's really well fleshed out that it's this monk like order that has right. rules and homes and weird little bedrooms and all <laughs> that and a library <laughs> and and all that stuff probably have a rec room <laughs> a Jedi rec room and I when you mentioned Jocasta New I was like I still think at some point you know, I picture her as a young virile Jedi you oh, know yeah. and at some point she's like can I transfer to the library yeah I, th- I think I want I, I'm interested in that <laughs> that's a great number four um my number four is Life on Coruscant. Ooh. The bar, the travel, Dex's diner, all that good stuff. In, in reviewing in my mind, what did I like about the movie now? And what did I like when I first saw it? Um, there was just, there's just something about, you know, seeing, seeing the world, Coruscant, which was this magical mystery world yeah. named by Timothy Zahn and, and seen in books and to finally see it play out first in Phantom Menace, but here like knowing that Obi-Wan probably hung out at Dexter's diner. Yeah. You know, um, I that know hug. Yeah, no, I know. Um, uh, uh, later on we see more of the outlander club and all that kind of stuff here, but it's just to see it kind of what l- life on the big planet is to me. Right. And to see it function um, helps that lived out feeling in Star Wars. Uh, and I just think that kind of starts here. And, and I, 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 Dexter's Diner is actually something that's kind of silly fun for me. Yeah. Uh, it was almost too on the nose with the little 50s thing, but I like that. Obi-Wan. Say, I think yeah. you have been to a diner in your neck of the woods. Yes. That, is, that feels a little bit like Dexter's oh, Diner. Oh, you're talking about the NoHo Diner. Yeah, and yeah. they spilled a beer on me and gave me another one, and I felt like <laughs> this would happen at Dexter's Diner. Absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, to start with, uh, um, yeah, we do start with, uh, you got uh, 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 Zam Wessel and all that kind of the chase there and yeah. all that kind of stuff. Um, so I think I said the Outlander Club comes later, but Outlander Club is first. Yeah. And, yeah, you know, you got Elano Slizbogano selling death sticks. Kind of silly, kind of stupid. I get it. Yeah. But the fact that there's this sports bar that people are going in and hanging out. Yeah. And that's kind of how the um, uh, how the how how society functions. And 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 uh, we're not even touching thirteen thirteen and all the lower levels. And we do get to do that later on, Clone Wars and stuff yeah. like that. But it was fun for me to see, especially as someone who was a Timothy Zahn reader. Yeah. And that's the first time you get this imperial planet, the, the headquarters of, of Palpatine and the, the big planet in the galaxy. And to see it really, really uh, on, a, on a lower level, uh, in, a, in a lower level way, is something I'd liked from the beginning. And I can't deny that. Yeah. And I still like it now. Yeah, I think uh, we talk a lot about on the main show and everybody else who talks about Star Wars, the novelizations are doing such a good job right now of fleshing out Star Wars galaxy is a real place where right. if we're going to tell this in depth of stories, we need real politics. We need, what do they actually eat? What do they actually wear? Right. And Attack of the Clones did a great job of starting that of like, well, it can't all be ships landing and then going to important rooms. Right. Like it was in Phantom Menace. Like, right. well, people got to get to work. They got to eat. That's they got to watch point. sports. They got to do things. Thank you for articulating. I've had a long day. Um, and you've had a long day too. <laughs> I shouldn't make that excuse. But yes, that Phantom Menace, you start to see it. You have Rick O'Leary going, Coruscant, oh, planet to city, yeah, yeah. But yeah, you actually see 
guys driving to work. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Jedi falling on them. It happens. <laughs> exactly. Like, oh, God. All right, here you we know? go. And that is the kind of stuff that I like uh, seeing in Star Wars because we forget these. We're watching. We're following the main players. Yeah. And, uh, you know, at some point there's some guys like, I don't know what was happening today. Some guy flew by me and some other dude was chasing him. Crazy. Our city's going to yeah. book. You know, and I just like that kind of stuff. Pretty high level early, uh, not early, 2002 troll uh, from Lucasfilm too. I remember yeah. on some forum, Lucasfilm answering, yes, there will be another pod race in Attack of the Clones and people getting upset. upset. Yeah. And then you, oh, it's in the most background of backgrounds on a screen in the Outlander Club. Look, I'll tell you right now, I'm putting this on record. I would love to see another pod race in some oh, kind of form yeah. or another. Yeah. I don't think we're going to get it in the solo movie because it would be about him flying and everything. And I don't want to see him a pod racer. Yeah. But at some point. I'm telling you, put another one up there. Absolutely. The Ahsoka standalone, she can pod race. There you go. <laughs> there you go. So that's my number four, Life on Coruscant. Uh, your number three? My number three is controversial. Ooh. It is Jar Jar ruins everything. Ah. I really like it. I can take the uh, Delo Felicates, take yeah. or leave the Delo Felicates. Yes, uh, yes. But I just I just pulled it up on YouTube before we recorded, and I rewatched uh, the scene where he actually does it. Um, I like that if this character is going to be introduced is this well-meaning idiot Mm -hmm. that he should do something of, like, importance to the story. And uh, it is fascinating to watch on a meta level of George Lucas got all this heat for Phantom Menace. Right. Made all the money in the world. People just yelled at him and yelled at him about it. So then he's like, oh, well, was it always the plan to really reel Jar Jar back? Mm-hmm. Or oh, was Jar Jar yeah. going to have a larger role? And this is a kind of fascinating mm. middle of the road where he doesn't take up too much screen time. Right. He does not step in space poop, <laughs> but he steps in the biggest real poop you can <laughs> in the galaxy, the galaxy by giving powers to the Chancellor. <laughs> yeah. He thinks he's doing well, even when you rewatch it. Rewatch mm-hmm. it, because that's what this whole podcast is about. Rewatch it. Rewatch it. When he first proposes it, he has this awkward little smile. Like he did something really well because he thinks he's doing this brave, noble thing. He, and there's a little bit of <laughs> from the Senate, and then everybody else starts he's cheering. Smiling. He thinks he grabbed a political blue ball. Yeah. And tossed it at a political <laughs> droid. That's right. Yeah. And on purpose this time. Yes, yes. Instead of just accidentally. Tarples would be so proud of me. Yeah. <laughs> the blaster was wrapped around his foot, and this time he shot it on purpose instead of just <laughs> flailing it around. But also, I, I think, it, going along with that idea that Attack of the Clones is one of the movies that dips into, like, well, Star Wars is in a real galaxy. Mm-hmm. We need to kind of flesh this out, right. make the galaxy feel real. I would say, if you look around in politics of any era, mm-hmm. The unbelievable, you shouldn't write that, you can't write that. Right. An idiot bumbles into flipping this switch, and then we just go tumbling into horror. Right. That is not far-fetched. <laughs> um, I think if you want to, you can make any sort of connections to many, many, many eras of politics. But I will say really quickly, Yeah. I recently read an article about uh, the Nazis and Hitler Right. that was this deep dive into, well, a big part of the Nazis is they were just on meth. <laughs> And everybody has the records. It's right out there. It was just that the Nazis called them supplements. And Hitler had a doctor who gave him supplements. Supplements. And they had developed some uber drugs to help their soldiers become the best fighters. The best super soldiers. But when this guy dug into it, it's just like, it's meth. It's meth. The Nazis were on meth. That the oh. oh, the Nazis are so efficient, they're unstoppable. Well, yeah, they were on meth. Yeah. So yeah. Wow. when I was rewatching it this time, I was because th- I just read that article, I was just like, yep. 
real world stuff is just as it's you know cr- absurd yeah. when you're talking about what what, what happened to make big seemingly unstoppable political you know galaxy world changing events happen it's often something absurd i i love it this is great uh, the history lesson too um uh it's great because um jar jar and attack the clones i mean we all going into it was like what are you going to do with it and, and there's some moments up front you know like oh, okay 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 <laughs> um the setup for the vote is not my favorite with uh, them going if only there was a some someone who could do this vote if only padme was here and masa <laughs> made it just kind of mm, i don't know mm, yep heavy-handed but you know what it makes a point and again if you we talk about execution versus yeah. the story on paper um it was it was maybe George in his own way going, all right, how about this? You know, and I just like, I like that. I like that. Yeah. And, you know, and he phases out and, and he wasn't in Sith uh, other than the, the final shots at the end. Yeah. But, um, and I, I don't think he belonged in Sith, but um, I like it. I like it. It is it is a different kind of fan service from a certain point of view. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. So that's my number three. Jar Jar ruins everything. Jar Jar. Oh, Jar Jar. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping 
and 365-day returns. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Take the political blue ball. <laughs> uh, my number three... Uh, Okay, I can tell I, can ro- I wrote this on a set break yesterday during a shoot. Um, so I'll, I'll read it and then I'll explain it. It's epic, epic shots in battle. Nice. Uh, I have definitely talked about some of my favorite moments in Star Wars, and a lot, and a lot of them actually are in the Clone War, the first Clone War. Yeah. Uh, begun, the Clone Wars have. Um, I just, you know, again, execution versus story. I don't want to come back to that. But, but I think the, how the, sh- the battle of Geonosis was shot. Mm-hmm. Is some of Lucas's uh, best work in my mind. Yep. Um, there's the the f- quick uh, zoom ins on on the the ships. There's the the dust. There's the chaos. There's that beautiful shot of of over the clone troopers' shoulders shooting laser blo- bolts at the droids, and you were you almost can't see anything. Yeah. And I the lo- chaos of war. The chaos of war. It really. You look at Rogue One. Um, and I, I think I think it's. It's kind of that kind of stuff starts there of making, yeah. making. I'm going to say making Star Wars more realistic in battle, knowing that most of it was com- nothing but computers. <laughs> I, I get it. Um, and there's some bad intercuts. There's at one point where Mace land, where they land, and Mace, uh, you know, Sam Jackson pops off the ship, and it literally looks like he's just drop jumping off a two by four. Uh, you know, again, but this is. <laughs> but also keep in mind that's Lucas at the beginning of this technology. Yeah. One of his strengths is is all right. Let's find a new way to do things. Let's break grounds. He's been doing that since the mid seventies, and and his ILL team in the mid seventies created many of the things that the industry is now built on. Yeah. Um. So I love that. And then and one of my favorite sequences. I recently was watching this movie again, and and in full, paying attention, Joseph. Um, <laughs> I like that thing where the where the the Trade Federation ships start leaving, and they're like, take that, take it down, concentrate all firepower yeah. on that thing. And it is a pretty majestic shot when they take down that ship the the center ball of yeah. the trade federation that gray ball not gray a blue ball, ball. Not gray a blue ball. ball and it crashes back down um and then there's just the cascade the like realistic amount of like cascade of like dirt and junk dirt. not the sci-fi thing of like yay we blew up a whole big giant thing right. 20 feet from us and we're all fine but right. the actual like no going like the first time that you know the original cut of, of new hope and the death star blown up at the time it was like poof it was fireworks you know? yeah and that's one of the special edition remake things i do like is a more realistic explosion uh, of the death star so yeah that and then the, there's that one shot i love the sound design uh with the i love the clone transport the little troops uh, i know they got the names. republic gunships the gunships thank you sorry um 
uh, there's that one shot when they fly up and one of them shoots, but then loads again and it's guns load and it like takes off and it's a oh, yeah. beautiful shot. Um, I remember coming out of the theater the first time I saw it and was like, I want to go play Star Wars on the recess <laughs> playgrounds again. Yeah. Like that, that got me excited. Yeah. It has that great sort of chunky distinctive sound where it's not smooth. Yes. Which is a, a great sound design to just make you feel like, duh, right. war is not good. The dark right. side clouds, everything. And, and there's a lot of that, um, um, there's even so there's a great uh, um, where is it? I, I, I'm drawing some blanks tonight. I, I apologize, but um, uh, one of the clone troopers jumps up onto one of the spider droids. Oh yeah, and, and just lets it have it. Shoots it in yeah. the head. That's pre- it's a droid, but that's pretty gruesome for Star Wars at the time. Yeah, you know now in Rogue One you got Baze Malba's just shooting a stormtrooper <laughs> in the head, but that I remember almost for a comic. You know, and I think oh, I cry. I think that's in Sith. Is it Sith? It might be in Sith. Um, the jump up on the spider jump droid? Up, I think it's in Sith. It's at okay. the temple. Uh, I corrected myself, internet. Uh, hashtag go away. Um, <laughs> but that kind of stuff is in the prequels, and, and that kind of started that really, really happen here in Attack of the Clones. And it just it just makes for just cool, epic stuff, which, I'm sorry, is part of the fun of Star Wars. Yeah. It's part of the fun of Rogue One. Story problems that you may have or character problems that you may have. It was just some cool shit, man. Yeah. And again, like a little bit more realistic. Yes. Right? Yes. Doubling down on that. And, I, you know, I agree with you that they're epic shots. I think uh, I think is a little is sub thing. Mm-hmm. I think the watch this movie with the sound off, if you really don't like the movie, try watching with the sound off because I think there are beautiful shots throughout. The battle is great, but, like, right. the shot of Anakin and Padme kissing as they come into the arena is great. The shots right. of Anakin searching for, uh, for Shmi are great. Yeah. Tons of great shots. Yeah, and which, as we know, Lucas kind of believes. The dialogue's yeah. just a tool. Yeah. Unfortunately, unfortunately. <laughs> but he knows how to put together a story visually. Yeah, and this this film is kind of a statement yeah. on that in some yeah. ways. Are we down, all the way down to number two? Number two. My number two is not as controversial as my number three, but we'll see. The Geonosians. Love it. Everything. I almost about put that as the an Oceans. Yeah. 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 It's hard to it was hard to break this one down and separate out and package the things that mm-hmm. I like. Uh but the Geonosians, everything about them. First, I think for George Lucas's new prequel direction where I'm gonna make some body types and shapes that are not dudes in rubber costumes. Right. Because I have computers now. Uh, and he went way, way, way away from Star Wars design with things like Ben Quad and Rails. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of the, the pod racers, uh, but particularly with just a big cartoon face. Right. But for making weird non-human shapes, the Geonosians fit in just fine. The Geonosians oh. could march through most icely in A New Hope and it would be fine. Yeah. Like just visually. Yeah. Like they look cool and they fit. Uh, and it was uh, a good, creepy, new vibe to have this strange hive creature yeah. that just sort of crawled out of the walls, really fun and creepy. Mm-hmm. I like their big sonic blasters, so that was a Different nice weapon, escalation yeah. of like, oh, well, we've been watching now for like a movie and a half, the Jedi just yep. deflect blasts. Uh, right. So this is a great way to like, oh, something different to change it up and all of that. I love the design of Poggle the Lesser and his mm-hmm. sound design. That language. Great point. Yes. Continue on that, because... That changed for me. First time right. I, I'll say I'll say this. I want okay. you. To, first time I saw it, I was like, ah. Mm. And now it's one of my favorite things. Right. I love the that pops and the clicks and the hisses. Love it. Love it. Yeah, it's so alien. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's the whole thing about the Geonosians is everything about their design and their culture both made sense, but captured that uh, great Star Wars feeling of 
the unknown. Mm-hmm. Like that feels truly alien, almost a little bit dancing into sort of Lovecraft, H.P. Lovecraft. Yeah. And if anybody's a fan of H.P. Lovecraft, his whole theory was like that the truly unknowable is what's so creepy, things that mm-hmm. should not be. And the Geonosians uh, in all of Star Wars dance close to H.P. Lovecraft. Like, you guys are gross. I, I don't want to know what you're doing in those dark little alcoves. I don't yeah. know want to know what you're hissing and snapping about. Yeah. Like, it gives them some, like, weight and power. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, of course, that they go on to be super important to Star Wars lore. Yeah. Uh, with their yeah. being the ones who started building the Death Star, that they designed mm-hmm. the battle droids to look like them. There's a lot yeah. there to, uh, in terms of a reason to rewatch the the Attack of the Clones. Get to know your Geonosians because they're <laughs> going to come back. And uh, you're so right. There, it's a fascinating culture. Um, I'm glad we didn't see like a hive queen in the movie. That might have been too much and out of place. But yeah. seeing it uh, later on in some of the other programs and comics, it, it's actually interesting to me. Yeah, frightening, frightening when she pops up. What, what is that in the Clone Wars episode? Um, and even in the, the the Ghost of Geonosis on Rebels um, with Click Clack, a good friend Click Clack. That's right. And in, in the new Hive Queen Egg, I mean, it's still fascinating to me, and, and that this. Bug-like thing. There are these. It, it reminds me of Wookies in a way. Yeah, you know, where it's this. This uh, you by by first glance you think it's this primitive culture, but they're really technically sound and capable pilots and great warriors. And and so I, I'm fascinated by the Gene Oceans, and it's only grown over time. And when they show up in, in Catalyst and Pogolus or shows up in Catalyst, I, I was legitimately excited to see yeah. that character play out. And it, it all begins in Attack of the Clones. Yeah, it's such a cool name too, Poggle the Lesser. Why is he the lesser when he's in charge? And that was, I think, because it was a name that had come out, you know, leading into Attack of the Clones. I think yeah. you see, uh, that's one of the characters. And it, it was like, Poogle, Poogle the lesser, <laughs> lesser, Poogle. Um, and it just became fascinating to yeah. me. And, uh, and uh, the fact that they built the Death Star, or started to, is, is, is important, like you said. Yeah, and I, I like now that we've fully learned that the story is that they designed it and like i don't know how this would work but it'd be cool yeah <laughs> that makes it even you guys even want more this? fascinating you guys need this yeah. we got these that's good <laughs> number two the geonosians my number two is detective kenobi oh yeah obi-wan kenobi uh is the story again played out in the best possible way nah nah not not so much but um i just like the little mission he goes on I love Kenobi as a character, and I, I like that uh, the Jedi Order trusted him. Like, this, is, there's a lot on him. Yeah. To be, you know, hey, this assassination attempt happens, keeps happening, some of these things. You mind taking a look? We got, we yeah. got this whole wealth of resources in yeah. Jedi Order. But you might get in your little ship and just flying out. You can un- just unravel the whole thing by yourself, right? Yeah, you got this, right, Obi-Wan? And, again, it leads us to Dexter's Diner. Cheesy at times, I agree. But I, there's something I, I like about, you know, oh, that's the Camino Saber dart. <laughs> um, and, and, and he is the one that discovers the clones. And that's some of the best subtle humor in Star Wars is when Obi-Wan sits down. They're like, oh, you know, we're here, you're here for the clones. And he's like, well, yeah. That's why I'm here. I'm, that's why I'm here. <laughs> and I just like that moment. And then, you know, the, the, the stuff with Django is great. I'm just a man, you know, trying to make his way in the galaxy. And this, yeah. this tension. Detective Kenobi is just an interesting little little plot line and plot device for sure. It leads him back to Geonosis and leads him into the clutches of Dooku. But uh, you needed to do something with Kenobi, and maybe that's some people's criticism of it. It just kind of might have seemed like, hey, you go do this for the plot. But but 
in story and in character. I love that Kenobi had that power and that uh, respect and the wherewithal to yeah. solve one of the galaxy's mysteries. And we learn so much about him. Yeah. Because in Phantom Menace, he is the young Padawan who is really excited to prove himself. Yes. And then suddenly he gets this responsibility dumped on him. So we learn that, oh, he is kind of bemused by Anakin, but mm-hmm. loving, but also worried about him. We learn from Dexter that he's like very kind and just likes having friends. And I, it's so cool to see a full Jedi in their prime doing mm. uh, what Yoda talked to Luke about, which mm. is not craving adventure. Yeah. He just wants to do the work that has been assigned to him by the council because he believes in the Jedi. Yeah. He believes in democracy. Yeah. He doesn't want to use his lightsaber if he doesn't have to. I mean, people make fun of the, this is why I hate flying line. Sure. But I really like it that this is fun to see a character's like, I don't want to be being shot at by a bounty hunter. This does not give me a thrill. I don't want to be locked up in an arena. Yeah. Having to fight for my life. I will, because I can, because it's part of the job, yeah. but I do not seek adventure yeah. or excitement. I'd rather just be hanging out with Dexter, shooting the breeze. Yeah, yeah. You know? And we get all of that from his Detective Kenobi story. And I, lo- I love it, and I love, you love that, you know, can't talk about humor. I actually like the line of, you know, Kenobi, like, what do you, What took you so long, Anakin? Like, finally rescuing him, and they're both captured. Um, Great that's, job. Yeah. yeah, that's fun. <laughs> and then, yeah, the thing going back to Dexter, and why I like to talk about life on Coruscant is, is I love it. What it says about Kenobi is I don't think other Jedi, maybe one or two, but I don't think other Jedi have been hanging out in Dexter's diner. Nope. It is an Obi-Wan thing, keeping the, the notion that Obi-Wan's kind of one of the guys you want to go get a drink with. Yeah. And and uh, I like it. And, and he's a, a Jedi fully in command of his skills. He doesn't panic. And it's, you see it in the beginning in the, in the Zam Wessel chase and everything. Not only is he resourceful, but just like, hey, let's go get a drink. Don't worry, Anakin. Yeah. Calm down. <laughs> and that's that play all through Attack of the Clones. Yeah, the nice that's, calm. That's my number two. Uh, I'll go with my number one because I'd like to have you close with your number one. Um, and we mentioned uh, Kenobi getting uh, getting himself into the clutches of Count Dooku, and that is my number one is Dooku, the first rebel. I think nice. Count Dooku is a fascinating character, maybe unfortunately named, but with a <laughs> epic actor. Yeah. Um, so glad that he's part of the Star Wars universe and the story of Lord Tyrannus and the story of Dooku leaving the Jedi Order. Uh, not all explained fully in this movie, of course, but... It establishes that an interesting character that, as we learned with one of the reasons you said of, of the line of, of Padawans to Masters, leads back to Dooku and Yoda. And Yoda was responsible for Dooku and was his, 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 uh, his pupil. Yeah. Um, and that that turns to, to Qui-Gon, and Qui-Gon becomes one of those Jedi on the outside of the rules at times. And we talk all the time of Quinlan Voss and Master Zyphidius and all these people. And again and again and again, it comes back for me to Dooku. And yes, he was in league with Palpatine and uh, Sidious. Uh, he um, helped Palpatine start this war, yeah. the Phantom Menace. I get it. But at the end of the day, I really believe in my Star Wars nerd heart that <laughs> Dooku maybe got in over his head, maybe fell for a lie, maybe was under the influence of Sidious, uh, maybe it was a power play, maybe he would have tried to, maybe he was somewhat speaking the truth to Kenobi, yeah. saying, let's over- overthrow the Sith. Oh, yeah. I think there was some part of him that believed that. And and maybe he was upset that, you know, post Qui-Gon's death, maybe he and Qui-Gon could have done some good. Maybe he's so over, over, overwrought with all yeah. that stuff. 
that he believed he was a separatist. And as we know, the separatists, in the end, were only fighting the beginning of the Galactic Empire. Yeah. Uh, Cassie Nandor would agree. <laughs> the separatists maybe had some good points. All right? Maybe they did things bad. Maybe a blockade wasn't the greatest start. Um, but then Duca comes in and rallies the troops. And, and, yeah, I view him as a bad guy. Yes. I accept him as a bad guy. But there are shades of gray in that character and you have talked about maybe a book about du- oh, du- Dooku. Oh, I would love a, a Dooku book. And it is uh, it is a fascinating character to me, and, I, and I'm thankful that Christopher Lee got to uh, got the opportunity to portray this character. Absolutely, and I think Christopher Lee himself has some great moments yeah. in the movie. Um, and yeah, and I love the idea that his story is he is a true political believer who mm-hmm. thinks like, well, I'll use the dark side because it's more powerful, but like sees all the things that fans talk about, like. Right. The Jedi Order is not functioning right. well. The Senate is kind of corrupt and stalled, so maybe there actually is, is a better way. Right. I can use the dark side to get all this power, and like all Sith do, they'll kill their master, and like maybe Obi-Wan will come and help me and be right. you know, my right-hand guy. But, but of course, like yeah. in, the, in the true story of Star Wars, like you don't dabble in, in the yeah. dark side. You don't. But, it, but that makes it interesting to think, like, did Dooku think he can just dabble the same way that maybe Anakin thought? Like, I'm just doing this for, for a hot minute while I save Padme, and right. then I'll go back to good. Absolutely. And, and we see, and if you read Dark Disciple, Quinlan Voss fallen in, in the pursuit of assassinating Dooku, falls to the dark side for a bit. And, and, then, and then in that moment in Sith, the second before he dies, there's again Chris Christopher Lee's so great, so great. There's something about Dooku just looking at Palpatine and going, "Um, oh, I made a huge mistake." Yeah, <laughs> yes. it's a Joe Bluth from Arrested Development <laughs> yeah. moment, but far more regal and powerful. But it really does look like yeah. all of these clues that he had fell into place of like, "Oh, oh. you were using me to turn Skywalker." Oh, my head's off. It's heads off. Yeah. So for me, Dooku, the first rebel, the first rebel. That's so. Cool. Uh, but your number one, Joseph, of the my, top five reasons to rewatch Attack of the Clones. This was a very hard decision for I me. No, it was for you. Yes, it was. Uh, but I went with it is a prequel to the Clone Wars animated series. Nice. That is my number one reason. Well played, sir. I almost went with it's a fever dream because I do think <laughs> it is the movie where George Lucas went kind of the most crazy yeah. with between what he thought fans wanted and what he wanted and had yeah. the most sort of tension. But ultimately, I think that is the best reason to re-watch yeah. Attack of the Clones in particular. I came around to really, really being vocal about, hey, the prequels, I like them, and I think there's mm-hmm. more there for people to look at. You know, just a, like a couple months before I went on that, that fateful episode of Jedi Alliance that mm-hmm. you used to host, yeah, uh, and we talked about it, and right before that I had done an episode of my friend Jackie Cation's podcast yeah. and said, I want to talk about the prequels. And it was because the Clone Wars animated series builds out this world, this story of the clones mm-hmm. and makes them so morally complex and interesting and right. builds on that idea of who is who's Padawan and builds on that idea of is Dooku doing this politically or is he serving his dark master? And mm-hmm. what does it mean for all of these heroes who are fighting this endless horrific war and Mm -hmm. it's just a chess game and none of them know it all of that stuff that gets introduced in attack the clones Mm -hmm. gets played out so well almost all the time there's some clunky moments in early parts of the clone wars animated series but so much of it is so good and so rich and i just remember being so excited like i love this chunk of star wars yeah 
I love Jedi not wanting to fight, but fighting constantly with all these clone troopers and learning to have such great respect for their, their brothers and mm-hmm. the political battles and seeing more of a Padme trying to, you know, everything. And it all starts because of what's in Attack the Clones specifically. Yeah, there's something, and, and even go to, to the Tartakovsky uh, Clone Wars series, yeah. where you're seeing the potential of what could have been, and not just Attack of the Clones, but, you know, one of the disappointments of Attack of the Clones into Sith, once it was all said and done for all three prequel mm-hmm. movies, might have been that uh, on screen we didn't get to see the Clone Wars as much as we wanted. We yeah. only get to see the end of Attack of the Clones and the beginning of, of Revenge of the Sith, you know, um... And it, it's played out so well in both Clone Wars series, but definitely in in the now fully canon one. Um, and every time, especially early on, I, w- I was slightly dubious. I, I watched the, the the first Clone Wars cartoon series late on on DVD. Mm-hmm. I own I own them, but it was like, okay, that's cool. There's some cool stuff in there, but I wasn't fully into it. But once I saw the Clone Wars series, it was like, ah, this is the world fully rolled out in front of me. Yeah, and. What I started to realize, and this is the groundwork maybe being laid for me to come back and look at the prequels as a whole differently, is seeing things and going, oh, that's cool. I did like that part of Attack the Clones in the battle. I did like those gunships. All these things on the list started to... Watching the Clone Wars cartoon, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's a cool little beat. And it it starts from this movie. It really kicks into high gear at the end. Yeah. Yeah, and I think just in terms of rewatching, you know, if you're a fan of the prequel era and if you're, if you're a fan of the Clone Wars animated series, you can get a lot more out of the Attack of the Clones going back mm. to it. Absolutely, which is which is what we want you to do yeah. here, fellow Force Center listeners, is to take our list and uh, compare it to your own. Tweet us at hashtag Star Wars Ranked. And, uh, and let us know and rewatch these movies if you haven't for a while or if you're like us and you rewatch them probably more than the originals, <laughs> but you won't admit it publicly because <laughs> they're just kind of good to have on in the background. Or if you're like Joseph, to study again with an open notebook. Um, Joseph, <laughs> thank you as always for coming in and bringing your excellent, excellent reasons. I'm thrilled to be here. And uh, our listeners know who you are, but they can follow you at Joseph Scrimshaw and your website, which has a lot of wonderful information of the cool things you do. Yeah, I got a lot of information about shows, about uh, my other podcast, Obsessed, uh, and even I have some comedy albums you can buy. You can go find out about all of that at josephscrimshaw.com. Absolutely. You can follow me at Ken Nabsock and follow uh, at uh, Force Center Pod on Twitter, like our Facebook page. We're trying to make that push to get more and more likes. And uh, if you're on the Facebook page and you, you like it, you, you'll get access to special uh, Facebook Live broadcasts from time to time when time allows and when we're all in the same place or not in the same place. <laughs> um, that's how that works. Um, and uh, a lot of things coming in 2017. So I want to personally thank you for joining us on this adventure. For Joseph, for me, for Obi-Wan and Jocasta New. we'll see you next time. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. 
Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.